Welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast, combating Woke Inc.'s takeover of sports. Red Pill Sports Podcast, sports done right. All right, welcome this early, early Saturday morning. Uh, It's about 5.52 a.m., and I'm doing a uh, podcast for you uh, on this Friday, Saturday. It's Saturday morning, well into Saturday, uh, on October the 7th. And, uh, man, I'm glad that you joined us here tonight. Looking forward to our time together. A lot going on in the world, a uh, little bit going on in sports. We're going to hit a couple of headlines. And then from there, we're going to uh, pivot to a little bit of sports and preview all the games tomorrow uh, in college football, Uh, the top one being Oklahoma and Texas. And uh, I'll give you my picks on those. I didn't do very well last week. I had seven upsets. Literally, I was zero for seven. So I tweeted out, uh, and you can find me at Donnie Copeland or Red Pill Plus on X. I didn't tweet out. I X'd out and said uh, I was 0 for 7 on upset predictions and uh, didn't get one right, and I'm very upset. So there you go. Uh, A little humor to get the day started. Uh, Hope you had a great week. Hope everything's going well for you. I wanted to um, start out with uh, what's going on in Israel. Uh, looks pretty, pretty daunting. Uh, if you haven't heard by now, the um, Egyptian, no, I'm sorry, uh, Hamas has attacked Israel, attacked them uh, earlier today. And uh, so they launched over 5,000 missiles into Israel, mostly the southern part of Israel in uh I believe it's uh, Sedert, I believe it is, S-D-E-O-R-T, um, and uh, got the hiccups, so excuse me. Um, what's really just horrible about this uh, is uh, they're slaughtering, just Israeli slaughtering children, women, men. Uh, they actually... Uh, paraglided in over the huge walls in southern part of Israel uh, and and started attacking. Uh, there was a big festival. Of course, this is Yom, Yom Kippur, so it's the 50th anniversary of Yom Kippur. So it's no accident that they're, uh, it'd be like here with 9-11, Yom Kippur, uh, the Yom Kippur War that lasted, uh, I mean, that took 3,000 Israeli lives <clears throat> uh, 50 years ago today, or actually yesterday, when they actually attacked. Uh, probably one of the more sickening things I've seen is the Hamas leaders who are in Qatar, tucked away somewhere, celebrating and praying as they slaughter uh, Israelis. But make no mistake about it. Uh, Israel got sucker punched. They stumbled, and but they're on the onslaught. Two hours or so ago, I saw where they are raining down missiles and taking out 
Hamas leaders in uh, Gaza. Uh, now, all this is predicated or is caused by many believe because Joe Biden, uh, and my thing is, Joe Biden gave them $6 billion, them being the Iranians, but uh, last time I checked, the House representatives hold the strings of the purse. Now, that could have been DOJ money. It could have been money that was, um, you know, already released or whatever. But $6 billion, with a B, $6 billion gave to known terrorists, the Iranians, who probably turned around, uh, equipped Hamas. And uh, so you've got a lot going on in southern Israel uh, and actually going all up and down the coast uh, clear up to not as far um, what would it be east uh, to Jerusalem but all up and down the coast uh, up to almost to Tel Aviv not quite which Tel Aviv is the largest city in Israel uh, it's more Gaza uh, Sadat is uh, or Sedert, I think it's Sedert, it's S-D-E-O-R-T, um, is, is a really, really poor area. And so um, it's, you know, uh, so pray for the peace of Israel, as the Bible says. Uh, this is very unsettling because it could escalate. And, and here's the thing with Israel. They're, they're not going to take this sitting down. They're not, it's going to be an unmeasured response. So you take an eye, they're going to cut off two arms and two legs. I mean, that's just, and, and that's why they've been able to survive being surrounded by a billion people that hate their guts for, you know, what, uh, in excess of 4,000 years. So um, th this is not going to be pretty. Uh, you know, he here's my thing. There was a picture or a video I saw of a terrorist, and, you know, they're just slaughtering these, um, so not just soldiers, but uh, uh, just pedestrians. Uh, what am I thinking? Uh, citizens, just, you know, civilians. Thank you. And uh, just slaughtering them, you know, and parading them around, dragging them through the street. Just animals, you know. Um, so it's, um, it's it's really, really sad. So anyway, just, just pray about that. We we'll, As we get more information, we'll, we'll let you know about it. Uh, last I heard about two hours ago, Israel had ta attacked Gaza. Hey, and I'll just tell you, uh, those leaders, if they're behind it, that are in Qatar, uh, they're not safe. Mossad, that, that's the uh, Israeli Secret Service. They'll be all, all over that. So, uh, yeah, the the terrorists attacked the, uh, what, the Shemini Azaret holiday, uh, which is uh, around Yom Kippur. And uh, what they were trying to do is find as many Israelis as they could civilians no less and just slaughter them um and uh, really 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 a sad situation uh, also i saw a report today uh i didn't watch the whole thing um i'll play a little bit of it but there's part of it i just can't play uh it's so graphic and just so horrible but it's laura logan talking about 
the whole human trafficking thing, and he she was on a podcast called Citizen Lens, L-E-N-Z, Citizen Lens. If you want to go and listen, I, I don't recommend listening to that whole thing. It was, it's, it's, it's horrible. I mean, uh, horrible, horrible. Um, I'll play a little bit of it for you, but it's only going to be, let me play. Well, had 17 children by her foster father. Okay, I'm going to start here, okay? There are people who deal with it every single day. The people who work in trafficking. I don't know how much your viewers can stomach, but I spoke to a, a Hispanic-American woman who's been in trafficking for many, many decades. She started in Nicaragua, and we were talking about how there's been a shift, a noticeable shift, and where a lot of traffickers in the old days would force girls to have abortion, especially in America. They don't do that anymore because they want them. They're human farming. This is not new, but... It wasn't always the way. Now, you know, I'm coming across stories, real victims with documented evidence where one young girl had 17 children by her foster father who raped her over and over again. She first gave birth to twins at nine years old. Okay, I won't play the rest of that because it's just... She goes in and describes, and she apologizes before she does it, but she describes what they're doing to these infants. Uh, it's, God help us, um, it's unbelievable. Um, the, the only thing I can take solace in is two scriptures. One is where Jesus said, if you offend a child, it'd be better for you for, to tie a 100-pound stone around your neck a millstone and and jump in the in the sea and the other one is uh where sin doth abound grace doth much more abound and so i just have to believe that you know god's gonna god god is just god and he's gonna make it right uh old killary is in the news again she's talking about uh, all the Trump supporters need to be re-educated and put in re-educated, re deprogramming camps. Uh, I guess that's what she's advocating for. She says they need to be deprogrammed. Uh, now he, I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of this. This is amazing because, you know, there's no saying that says Democrats accuse uh, others of what they are actually doing. Now, I want you to listen to her as she describes what President Trump is doing and find the un insane irony that she does the exact same thing. I mean, she, she, not the same thing. She actually does it, what she's accusing him of. Uh, I'll have to find it here just a second, but let me, let me get it for you. Okay, I'll start from the beginning. Very strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things: gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there. Now she's getting ready to state what she actually does. Here we go. This is Hillary describing what she and the Democrats do. Wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party? as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure, 
He's Hillary. only in it for himself. He's Hillary. now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. But some. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the people that stole millions from the Haitians. That's the people that use the Clinton Foundation that's located right here probably three miles, four miles from my house, that are uh, run a money laundering scheme, you know, uh, and the FBI looks the other way. Um, so, anyway, um, uh, on another story that, that I read today is about Mike Lindell, and about, uh, I guess it's this, uh, maybe the Dominion or the the other one, uh, Smartmatic or whatever it is that, you know, they've been suing him. And how pathetic. These people are still in the election. Mike Lindell calls them out. He gets sued. And from all indications, he's lost every dime he had. Uh, that's why I'm so proud to be a my pillow advocate my my pillow uh carrying the my pillow sponsorship here mypillow.com mypillow.com uh, code uh promo code red uh i want to encourage you to uh go to mypillow.com buy something you're not just buying something just to help mike lindell although i want you to do that and i'm going to do that uh, you're buying from Mike Lindell because it is phenomenal, phenomenal quality. Uh, I want you to hear, he's on Steve Bannon today. I want you to hear a little bit of what he says about what's going on uh, with him and how the IRS now, that militarized IRS, that, oh, by the way, Kevin McCarthy promised on day one of his speakership that he was going to defund all 87,000 IRS agents. Well, he didn't. And uh, here's the results of it. The other states are coming out. My don't drag down my pillow while we're at it. Can you give us an update? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a new attack, Steve. You know, we had American Express go after us and reduce our credit to virtually nothing. Uh, now we have audits. They're going after my employees that were during the during the China virus. You know, you had all these at home moms and stuff. Everybody out there taking calls at our call center under contract labor across the country. Now they're doing employee audits. They're trying to take away their jobs that you all call in your orders on. And it uh, started in California. Now there's three other states that are coming at my pillow. And Steve, it's disgusting. This just does uh, breaking news yesterday. And uh, But the war room has, uh, um, you guys have been great support. And uh, we, we put everything on special that uh, you go to the war room square on mypillow.com. Don't drag down my pillow. Okay, mypillow.com. Use the promo code red. Mypillow.com. Use the promo code red. Uh, and uh, I encourage you to get the Giza Dream Sheets. In fact, we're getting ready to order one of the pillow toppers. Got a really nice uh, Satva uh, mattress, but we've had about eight or ten years. It's kind of, you know, on the downside as far as uh, its durability. Uh, and it's been a great mattress. I would highly recommend them, but it's just starting to get, you know, some grooves in it and that type of thing. So we're going to get one of the 
my pillow toppers. They're about two inches thick. Really, really nice. So check them out. MyPillow.com. Promo code red. Um, here is a. Uh, I, th I thought this would be interesting for you. I hope I don't lose you here. Uh, but it's Yom Kippur War explained in three minutes. So I want you to check this out. The Yom Kippur War. Imagine being attacked at the moment you are the most vulnerable. Well, that is exactly what happened to Israel in October of 1973. My name is India, and today we are diving into a pivotal moment in the history of the Middle East, the Yom Kippur War. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's set the stage. In the late 60s, tensions were high in the Middle East. Israel, a young nation, had just expanded its borders significantly after the Six-Day War. But the peace was fragile, and the neighboring countries were not happy about the new boundaries. Fast forward to October 6, 1973, a day that started as usual, but soon turned into one of the most intense wars the region has ever seen. This day was Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the holiest day in the Jewish calendar. You see, on Yom Kippur, Jews are fasting, praying, and refraining from any form of work. Now, there's something about this. This would be equal, and again, Israel was attacked today. Uh, it would be likened to us being attacked on Easter or Christmas. So she continues. At a time of vulnerability as the nation slows down to observe this sacred day. It was on this day that Egyptian and Syrian forces seized the opportunity to launch a coordinated attack on Israel, catching them somewhat off guard. <laughs> The war that ensued was brutal, with both sides suffering heavy casualties. Initially, it seemed like Israel was on the brink of defeat, facing overwhelming forces on multiple fronts. But Israel was not ready to give up. Through swift mobilization of reserve troops, innovative tactics, and fierce determination, they not only defended their territory, but began pushing back the invading forces. One of the turning points was the daring crossing of the Suez Canal, a maneuver that caught the Egyptian forces off guard and shifted the momentum in Israel's favor. This bold move, coupled with relentless counterattacks, began to turn the tide of the war. The world watched in horror as the conflict escalated, fearing it might spark a larger conflict in the region. But after weeks of fighting, a ceasefire was finally brokered. The aftermath of the war led to something almost nobody expected, a chance for peace. The Camp David Accords, facilitated by the United States, brought Egyptian President Anwar Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin to the negotiating table. This led to the historic Egypt-Israel Peace Treaty in 1979, a beacon of hope in a region often marred by conflict. This treaty not only brought peace between Egypt and Israel, but also paved the way for further negotiations and peace treaties in the region. The Yom Kippur War, a conflict that started with aggression and loss, eventually paved the way for dialogue and peace, showing that even in the most turbulent of times, there's always a glimmer of hope for a brighter future. This is the Yom Kippur War. This is Inside Israel. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time. Okay, so this is um, the 50th anniversary of that war that was described right here. And um, again, this I don't think this would have happened if uh, three weeks ago there wouldn't have been a $6 billion with a B dollars given to uh, 
to Iran, which turned around and, and is financing uh, this war. So, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. The U.N., we, we, we spend, what is it, $3 billion a year giving it to the U.N., and the first thing they'll want to do is, is start escalating uh, troops and whatever else. Now, I'm all for defending Israel, uh, but I think, you know, I think um, helping them with, with uh, military hardware, uh, helping them as much as possible. But my, my question is, why isn't the U.N., why didn't the U.S. intelligence, why didn't the Mossad, uh, Israeli intelligence, know about what was going on here uh so uh anyway it's a kind of a disastrous situation but uh, also on another downer note then we'll try to shift gears here in a moment <clears throat> is the death of dick buckus I, I was a uh, little young when buckus uh played buckus 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 uh, i've said it my whole life but i can't say it for some reason. Of course, it is five thirty in the morning, or no, it's six fifteen in the morning. But um, he he was he, that dude was a hoss man. He was uh, a lot of people get him and Mike Ditka. They they were very similar uh, in their styles. You know, just tough guys, tough as nails. Uh, but Butkus, uh, nineteen forty three, nineteen forty two to twenty twenty three. Uh, Prayers for his family and friends. Uh, the late great Dick Buckus, 1942 to 2023. Um, also, this was great news today. Uh, Judge Allen Cannon uh, halted any legal proceedings related to the classified material case, which is so bogus against President Trump. Uh, she's appeal uh, judge and said that, you know, they would be indefinitely suspended. And her thing was, he's in the middle of a presidential campaign. He should not be having to fight uh, this. Uh, even if he were guilty, and he's not, but even if he were guilty, you wouldn't want to... It just is a bad look, but the Democrats could care less. So kudos to uh, Judge Allen Cannon uh, for putting this case uh, on ice, at least through the foreseeable future. Uh, today, also, uh, Joe Biden continues to be as clueless as possible uh, as he was surprised to learn that Americans thinks the economy is bad. Check this out. What's your report? Well, first of all, you just heard the news today, too. They haven't heard it. I think the people, those 300 plus thousand people who got jobs feel better about the economy. I'd look. I gotta choose my words here. You all are not the happiest people in the world. What's your report? And I mean it sincerely. It gets a more little. You get more legs when you're reporting something that's negative. I don't mean I don't mean you're picking on me. I'm just the nature of things. You turn on the television, and there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake. You know, to say you know it's about. You know, somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean, I, I, I get it, but... He's freezing up. If you just listen to what's going on around the world, 
there's reason for people to be concerned. There's reason for people to be concerned what's going on with in Russia. There's reason to be concerned about what's going on in other parts of the world. I think that the American people are smart as hell and know what their interests are. I think they know <laughs> they're better off financially than they were before. It's a fact. And all the all that data, all that polling stuff. Anyway. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Uh, and what he's referring to uh, at the beginning there was the job report, 360,000 new jobs added. What they don't tell you is that uh, th- that the uh, majority of those, like 340,000 of those are part-time jobs. Um, but I promise you, just look at the fuel costs, look at uh, food costs. Uh, look at how everything is going up. Look how how hard it is to um, to even make ends meet with everything being so expensive. Um, and it didn't take a genius to figure out that it is, you know, uh, it, it's not good at all. Interest. I mean, not to mention interest rates. Uh, a house that costs fifteen hundred dollars a month, which is, you know. A high mortgage. I mean, it's it's probably not a high mortgage. It's probably a just above average mortgage nowadays, unfortunately. But a fifteen hundred dollar house, fifteen thousand, fifteen hundred dollar a month house, which would be a two hundred twenty two hundred thirty thousand dollar house um, a year ago. That same house now is twenty three hundred uh, twenty three hundred dollars a month because interest rate went from three percent to eight percent. Uh, and that is, um, you know, that is the, uh, that's the reality. Um, and, and what you find is, you know, when you look at it and then you see this systematic undermining of the economy seemingly, and not just seemingly, and then you hear the WEF or, uh, you know, World Economic Forum and all these talking, and, and you realize that, this is a global reset. Uh, in fact, I want to I want to play you something here uh, about this, and I think there is. If you'll notice, it started with COVID, but how the uh, and I've noticed this in the grocery store today. How there's so many things that you can't get any longer, and it's selected things, and and there'll be areas of the store that where there's virtually nothing there. Um, and so what you see is you've got the UN, the WEF, uh, and, and they're, you know, we see this in like the Midwest waging war against farmers, you know, seizing the farms of beef farmers, uh, people that ship, you know, quality beef, all organic beef all over the United States. And this whole thing is, is trying to get hold of the food supply. You got, Klaus Schwab talking about eating bugs, you know. Uh, check this out. ...of our nation, gobble up farmland, and you read what his foundation says about farming, when they say that we're going to have a particular type of agriculture, they want large blocks run by the government or by private consortia where they say we're not going to have 
animal-based proteins. We're not going to have stockyards. We're not going to have turkey farms. We're not going to have chicken. The academic mind always has the answers, but never in the real world. And they do a lot of damage. Everywhere you look, small and medium-sized farms being gobbled up by these corporate mega farms because they can't keep up anymore. They can't comply with these endless streams of regulations that are coming down. We're seeing that in China now, where these giant, mechanized, corporate, big government-controlled mega farms are uh, displacing all these little small family farms that families have been farming for for hundreds of years, in some cases longer. They're moving them all off their little plots of land and moving them into these big, horrific mega cities that they have built. And we're going to see that all over the world with the decimation of small farms. So if they're not bankrupted by economic forces, the government itself will shut them down. Everything is falling apart. Yeah, there is a shortage of food. Uh, many people uh, do not have enough money to eat every day. Everybody is out here today because they understand that when our government actually expropriates our farmers, you know, we're all next. Not just Holland is now facing these types of regulations, but you can see the attack on farmers all over the world. It's an agenda that is carried out on a global level that is being pushed through government officials in respective countries. This is precisely how the globalists have managed to take over national parliaments and national governments. 20 countries equal 80% of all the emissions. You solve the problem to start with by making sure all of those 20 countries are doing what they need to do. We have to pull them to the table and leverage further. So how do we get there? Well, the lesson I've learned in the last year is money, 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 money. They're following a script where they are thinking already from the perspective of a global, bureaucratic, quasi-totalitarian system of governing, system of rule. This is an agenda. And all these countries are implementing the same policies. So they've targeted the farmers because that's the agenda. Right now, things have uh, tripled as far as costs for my own farming operation and for many farmers across the country. And I think you're going to see across the board higher food prices. Food prices are already up dramatically this year, last year a little bit too. And we might see more empty shelves in America. Even the president is promising food shortages in, in his conversation. So there's no need for this to be happening. You know, the people are the ones that are going to be hurt. You know, not just farmers, you know, trying to make a living. It's going to be the food supply of this country, which is a staple of our security of our nation. Being able to grow the grain and the crops that we do, that not only supplies us, but our allies and other trading partners around the world. We have 8 billion people on the planet now, and that's sustainable if they allow agriculture to continue to be mechanized and genetically altered. And I don't think they understand that if they tamper with that, you're going to have people go hungry. We are headed into, I think, a time of very significant food shortages. Uh, can we expect to see massive increases in food prices next year? Oh, no question about it. So I think the end goal of the war on farmers that we're seeing, which is guided at every step by the Sustainable Development Goals and Agenda 2030, is going to be a total consolidation of agriculture, a total consolidation of the food supply, and uh, as every communist tyrant of the last hundred years has understood, if you control the food, you control the people. I think that's ultimately the end goal. Wow. If you control the food, you control the people. Um, so what do you do? Well, one, you have to get America first.
and and that's what Donald Trump was doing, and that's why they're coming after Donald Trump like they're coming after him. If if you try to figure out why they're coming after him from every single angle, throwing everything they can throw at him, uh, is because America is the single or was, and I guess we could still be considered one, at least one of the you know strongest nations and most profitable and our prosperous nation, nations on the face of the earth. But if you but you fight the globalist, and listen. Uh, you may call me a conspiracy theorist. You, you can call me what you want to call me. But over 3,000, 4,000 years ago, it was written in the Bible that there would be a one-world government. It would be one man, one government. Everybody would be made one religion, uh, you know, one currency. Uh, all of it is, that. that's what they're doing. And Donald Trump... And anybody else, whether it's the Prime Minister of Poland or whomever, or President of Poland, gets in their way, they are going to destroy them. And so that's why not only do we need to support President Trump, that's why I'm so disgusted and so tone deaf is Ron DeSantis and the Bill Mitchells and the John Cordellas of the world who support him and all the people that support DeSantis because it's not that DeSantis is a bad guy at all. I, I love him as a governor. What they don't realize is when a guy is fighting for this nation, he's fighting against globalists. And and I, I sure I'm unqualified. You have to, yeah. Donald Trump's not perfect. Blah blah blah. But that be that as it may, he fought the globalists. He pushed back on the one world government system and that's why he's facing the uh, ear of of these just so com not socialist communist dictators in these major cities and so that's you know that's the seriousness of this and so when you're in this kind of war as Martin Luther King Jr. said he said at the end of the conflict I remember the wounds of my friends more than the uh, you know, than the wounds of my enemies. And, um, you know, Ron DeSantis and others coming against him uh, when a time when they should have been all in for him and working with him uh, and helping him. Uh, and then, you know, in 2028, you get your turn. But I, I think this is not only America's last gasp and last hope, I think it's the world. America is the world's hope, and uh, but man, what a what a task, what a fight! And they have, you know, we saw it with the. It's strange because usually things start small and work up, but if you'll notice, the weaponization of the judicial system started with the Supreme Court and worked its way down, and now it's in these big cities with these uh, DAs and. Uh, they've weaponized them now. Uh, so, but here's what we cannot forget is that if God be for us, who can be against us? And I have to remind you that on the day that Justice Scalia died and um, it looked like that Hillary Clinton, that was on February 16th or something like that, Hillary Clinton was 10 or 15 points ahead of Donald Trump. He didn't have a prayer. 
and then Justice Scalia dies, and so we're like, okay, so she's going to be president. The lion of the Supreme Court has died, and man, we are done for. And then in what seven months, six months later, that's February the second. Uh, nine months later, Donald J. Trump was elected president, and we had four great years not perfect but four great years four of the best years we've had as a country in a long long time when it comes to liberty's sake and so uh as as dark and as dreary as things seem at this moment uh there was hope then there is hope now uh and uh we just have to keep fighting uh, i was looking back and uh was it jordy nelson played for the packers i did not realize how good he was i'd love to see what's happened to him where he is now but i found out on footballer's life on their x page uh man i forgot he was the precursor to uh cooper cup uh, great great talent uh, also i saw where um claypool uh, was going to the, um, let's see, yeah, Chase Claypool, former Bear, uh, former, see what the Broncos? Uh, no, it was someone else, I can't remember now, but anyway, last time he was with was the Bears, uh, and boy, they just been trashing him. I guess he had attitude problems or whatever in Chicago, but anyway, he's been traded to the Dolphins, so. Uh, I don't know, I always pull for these guys, even though guys with an attitude, when everybody's against them, makes me want to pull for them, you know. Uh, why don't we take a brief uh, moment, and uh, we'll preview the uh, upcoming weekend of games, uh, college football. Uh, also, you have Major League Baseball, Go Rangers, uh, took care of the Devil Rays, and now are facing the Baltimore Orioles. And so uh, that'll be interesting. But I'd like to preview uh, right after we do a little uh, pay a few bills with Red River Auto, redriverauto.com, the most patriotic car dealership in America. I'm hoping that you'll go to redriverauto.com. Let them know that Red Pill Sports, uh, or Red Pill Plus, rather, uh, has uh, told you about them. And... Uh, and let them know that you heard about them right here. And then also, uh, our brand new sponsor is Ridge.com. Ridge.com is a great watchmaker. Uh, they have these great, how they really got started was their wallets. They are phenomenal. If you like a thin uh, wallet that's made really, really well and really, really smart, uh, they're very unique. Uh, ridge.com check them out let them know the red pills uh, plus sent you uh, tonight's action this is part of that 54 uh, nights and days of football out of 54 out of 55 days and I think we're in about day um, I think we got about another uh, 49 days straight with football either college or pro football uh, Harvard uh, beat Cornell tonight, 41-23. Uh, Oklahoma State beat Kansas uh, KSU. Uh, that was a upset, kind of. Oklahoma State hadn't looked great this year, 29-21. Nebraska, my son and I were talking about it tonight about Nebraska. 
uh, I'm, I'm pulling from Matt Rule. I just like it when Nebraska's good. You know, they were good for so long. They've been bad now for so long. I just like it when Nebraska is good. And so they, I think they went to three and three. Uh, Illinois, uh, Bielema, uh, you know, looked pretty, they, they did pretty well year before last. Not as well last year, seemingly this year, two and four. Uh, Nebraska over Illinois, twenty to seven. Big shootout tomorrow in uh, at AT and T Stadium at Jerry's World, Oklahoma against Texas. I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction here. I think Texas beats them by uh, by quite a bit. I think it's uh, Texas is favored by five, and I think I think uh, it's I, they're both five and zero. Oh. I think Texas beats them by two touchdowns. Uh, Oklahoma hasn't been tested. They really have not played anybody. Texas has. They've, they've uh, played Alabama. They had one other game that was a pretty, uh, pretty salty game. Uh, Maryland and OSU watched that game. Maryland is on a roll. Uh, OSU, I'm not sure when the Michigan game is. That Michigan game next week, if it is – but but even if it wasn't, watch Maryland uh, against OSU. I think that is a possible uh, upset. Then you got Washington State against UCLA. Uh, I think Washington State just wipes the floor with them. Virginia Tech against FSU. Uh, I think FSU handles them pretty easily. Alabama at Texas A&M. I tell you what, I, I would not be surprised – Although, uh, l- let me back up. I think Alabama's defense has found its footing. Uh, I think with uh, A&M's starting quarterback out, now you got all oh, the kid that was uh, that was at LSU and went to A&M, the lefty. Um, I think Alabama wins that game. I think they win it by. Uh, well, let's see. Yeah, Alabama's uh, favored by two. Yeah, I think they they definitely do that. UNC at Syracuse. Uh, I think UNC, especially with uh, their new their star wide receiver back. Uh, another game I think you have to really watch is University of Kentucky at Georgia. I think this could be a major major upset. I think um, I think uh, Georgia's favored by fourteen and a half. I think Kansas. Definitely, I'm sorry, Kentucky definitely covers, but I think they, I think they could upset them. I'm going to call that upset. Right now, I've got, um, I've got UGA falling to uh, to Kentucky, University of Georgia falling to Kentucky, and then I've got Maryland, Maryland beating uh, Ohio State. Uh, I think Michigan handles Minnesota fairly easily. Uh, I could see Arkansas upset Mississippi. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Ole Miss. I really could. Louisville, Notre Dame. I think that could be a good game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick against Notre Dame every week. Uh, Louisville. I'm going to go with Louisville. I don't know. Louisville's defense didn't look good at all. Their offense didn't even look that great. Nah, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I just don't think they can get it done. Miami over Georgia Tech. I think that was pretty easy. Hey, Fresno State, Wyoming, I think Fresno wins that one. Uh, Oregon State at Cal. I'm definitely going with Cal. USC at Arizona. Uh, 
I think USC wins that pretty handily. Um, so moving on to the uh, NFL, you had Chicago beating Washington for their first win in 20 games. That's unbelievable. Uh, I think Buffalo handles Jack, uh, Jacksonville pretty handily. Um, look for um, – I'm going to go with Tennessee over Indiana. Uh, let's see. I think New Orleans beats New England. Um, and so uh, let's see. Okay. That's about all I see right here. Uh, hey, man, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the time with you tonight. I'm, th- I'm thankful that you made the time to be here. Um, I know I've been kind of over the map, but I've tried it, we were the Red Pill Plus podcast, sports and news done right. Look, here's what our objective here at Red Pill Plus is it's kind of hard to find your news, quite honestly, on Twitter. I mean, I, I do. Uh, but I'm not watching Fox News. Oh, did you see where Newsmax, one of their program shows, was uh, about Zelensky being a hero? Uh, hand up, honest, honest engine. Uh, I mean, honest commander. Uh, they played an hour propaganda deal about Zelensky being a hero. Some you know pre-programmed deal. Uh, so you can't get your news on Newsmax, can't get it at Fox News. Uh, so what we hope to do is be able to give you the news and sports, uh, but do it from the right side. So Red Pill Plus, sports and news done right. Uh, we're brought to you by RedRiverAuto.com, by MyPillow.com. Take good care of our friend Mike Lindell. Use that promo code RED. And then Ridge.com. Pray for Israel. Uh, Pray for Greg Brooks, the LSU linebacker suffering from brain cancer. Keep him in your prayers. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you right back here. Maybe over the weekend we might jump on here. If not, uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. I'll see you on Monday or Tuesday. Take care now. to you by the Doc Washburn Show family of podcasts, a Yetcher Media Company.